0: Our grog.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cider Shed podcast. I'm Matthew Weir and I'm joined just by Kerry Warbis this week. How are you, Kerry?
0: I'm good, thank you. Yeah, just me. Our Peter is AWOL. Yeah, he's gone to see uh,
1: Highlander the Musical at the Octagon Reading, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't believe that he didn't remember that was happening when we arranged to record at this hour on a Friday evening. You'd have thought that would be really high... At the forefront of his mind or whatever. Has he gone with the family or what, do you know? No, he's gone with his barber. (laughs) Yeah. They're very pally. I'm
1: sure they'll have a great time.
0: Yeah. Can't wait to hear the review.
1: Um, I guess we should point out as well, this is a little bit of a first and Peter's missing out on it. We're recording on a Friday night for the first time.
0: Yeah. It's a double-edged sword that, isn't it really? Because Friday nights, you know, what would you normally be doing? Uh, um in porto
1: well i work on saturday morning so Ah. it doesn't doesn't carry the clout of friday Mm. nights of old true Uh, so i would probably be in the kitchen with a glass of wine cooking up some food and listening to the radio but instead i'm here talking to you
0: with a cider you've got with a cider
1: yeah (laughs) well yeah one of my most challenging classes Mm. is on a friday so um knowing that we were going to be doing this. I put a few ciders in the fridge when I left the house. Good man. We should stress, though, even though Kerry has a glass of red wine and I have I a do. cider, this is a work event. We are recording the <laughs> podcast.
0: It is a work event. I was supposed to be doing dry January. Of course, that's gone to fuck <laughs> straight away <laughs> because, well, lo- loads of reasons that I've you know, justified. Uh, but one of them, the fact that I'm going to Seville on the 24th, I'm not going to not drink there. So I just thought, well, this month's a write-off. So I'll try and do it in February instead.
1: Shorter February,
0: isn't it, as well? Mm, true. Good, good. Yeah. And I can't do March. My birthday's in March. so.
1: Yeah, we've got Carnival here at the end of February. So mm. I get a few days off for that. So maybe I'll, good. maybe I'll do a dry February and try and end it in time for Carnival. We shall
0: yeah. see. Yeah. So, what did you make of the week? I quite enjoyed it all. I'm trying to think, there was one bit that was a bit, oh my God, and that was to do with what Amy said. But generally speaking, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Was this when Amy went
1: all street?
0: (laughs) Yeah, she did, having never been that way before at all. Because the week before, she'd done lots of Sweethearts and Babe, hadn't she, a bit. And this week, she said something about a homegirl. You've probably got it written down, haven't you? She said,
1: throwing shade on my homegirl, didn't she? In relation to Sabrina's attitude to Alice.
0: Yeah, that was it. I'm not letting some... Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you... she, she said giving shade as well, not throwing shade.
1: Because I know Which... there was the giving me daggers mm. expression that Alice used. Are you familiar with the giving me evils expression? Yes. Okay. It's not just a <laughs> Bristolian thing then?
0: No, don't think so. I think it took everyone by surprise that she almost sort of said blood at the end of it and Twitter were like, "What? what's going on? Why is she suddenly speaking in this way? I
1: personally can't wait
0: for her fan cam
1: reactions when she appears on Felpsham Town fan TV on YouTube.
0: <laughs> She's going to oh. be dynamite. <laughs> is that a dig at Arsenal TV? no. <laughs> Oh, i thought it was
1: <laughs> it, Well, it, it's a, it's a dig at the greater the greater universe of uh fan tv of mm. football teams i tend to find that i don't watch any related to my own team but i watch all of the other ones if there's been a bad result because i just find all that right. ab- absolutely fantastic yeah <laughs> so mm. back to that place ambridge yeah we started the week at
0: bridge farm with tom pat and tony yes we did with her official birthday she had about five birthdays didn't she as if she's the queen um it was her 70th as well and you know does everyone get a bathroom cabinet for their 70th birthday (laughs) nowadays i'm really looking forward
1: to that they're they're really not reacting (laughs) i mean they're just all right. Tom and Natasha are appalling. OK, Tom in particular, mm-hmm. give Natasha a little bit of a pass because like her character, there are much more likable elements of it. Yeah. Tom and got I got nothing. And uh, they're really getting on Tony and Pat's nerves living in the house. And some people just aren't good with having guests in the house. And these guys are not guests. Yeah, Tom may be their son, but they've moved in and they've dealt with it appallingly, haven't they? Pretty much everything they've done... Pat and Tony then go and bitch about it, and yeah. we have to hear them bitching about it and then they that's why I was quite relieved it all came out this week because yeah. there was that he bought the bathroom cabinet because he'd obviously picked up on the fact that the army of creams and whatever else it was that Natasha had loaded up in the bathroom was cluttering then Pat had the nerve to say oh I wasn't complaining I was like yes you, you bloody were we've been listening to you complain all last week what are you talking about? Then he's laying on this massive breakfast for them. Yeah. Well, for her in particular, wasn't it? Like yeah. fruit, yogurt, croissant, pancakes, chicken katsu. I think he had there as well. <laughs> and then Tony comes in and is like, so do I get any breakfast too? And I was waiting for them both to go like, no, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Shut up. Yeah. And then Tom goes out and she's like, can I just get muesli? So I was like, mm. you? "Oh, can you, can you not just like anything that they're doing for you? And th- that hurts me to say that because Yeah, Tom is annoying. And yeah, I would hate him fussing over me in my house, but was like that's why I was very relieved.
0: Yeah, because Pat started to because obviously on someone's birthday it is lovely to make them a breakfast, isn't it, and treat them nicely. I thought that was fair enough. It's just unfortunately he's been fussing around the whole time and getting on the nerves. So it came at a bad point, really, her birthday celebrations. But he, she started to say, didn't she? You know, I try to va- do the vacuuming, and you do something else. And he was like, you don't even like housework. (laughs) Why are you complaining about that? And I tried to make a simple omelette. At that moment when there was omelette wars, why aren't you just saying something to your son? It's really bizarre that at no point do they confront these gripes at the moment that they're occurring, considering they're actually related (laughs) to each other.
1: One of the things that can never be misread if if is someone doesn't want you in the kitchen fussing or doing something at that time. If, if you decide I mean I'm much better, but I used to, I didn't never used to like people like fussing around in the kitchen when I was working. But in terms of someone cooking you something they don't want, no, you would just say, wouldn't you? And then there was that whole yeah. point I mean, we know Pat doesn't like a bath. That's yeah come out, isn't it? She considers that stagnating in hot water.
0: Maybe that's why she's got loads and loads of things in her bathroom cabinet, because she doesn't like bathing. So she's got <laughs> loads of scented potions for herself in the, in the bathroom cabinet poor old tony he's got the bottom shelf which just has shaving foam and a razor
1: yes and some gentle warming cream but we won't talk about that
0: <laughs> and pat was like they, they didn't even ask if we liked it yeah maybe buy a bathroom cabinet but don't present it as if it's a gift
1: i know i mean have you ever had somebody try to build flat pack furniture in your hallway on your birthday and consider that a treat
0: <laughs> No. And if they anyone started to do that, they would have short shrift, I'm telling you. Because he wouldn't listen to that, would he? She was like, No, no, no. Everyone's coming for lunch soon. He's like, Oh, it'll be done by then. It was absolutely ridiculous. What did we think about the the
1: stumble in the hallway, which then turned out to be such a big deal that they had to go to a hospital for the
0: scan? God, oh yeah, that was another ridiculous thing. When I was doing the tweet along for that episode you know, we've said this before, when you're doing the tweet along and listening at the same time, you miss things. Well, I had imagined that the bathroom cabinet fell onto. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that. I was like, what? Have I missed something there? No, but loads, quite a few other people, I've said loads, but it was quite a few, thought the same. So, you know, like it just shows that when you're distractedly doing things, whether it's tweeting along or I don't know, making dinner or. God knows what people do at seven o'clock each evening. But yeah, I thought he'd shoddily put the sodding cabinet up and it had fallen on her. And I was talking to Jeremy, my mate, as you've met him, haven't you, Imported, about it. And he's like, what are you talking about? You know, Pat and Tom were in front of the bathroom cabinet talking about it. And Natasha fell in the hallway. Oh, I need to listen to that again.
1: So you thought they were all in the bathroom and Natasha, without saying anything, had crawled under the bathroom cabinet (laughs) in front of them and waited for it to fall on her?
0: No, that's what Jeremy said. But no, I didn't really realise that Pat and Tom were in the bathroom when they were talking, which is pathetic because they were literally saying, look, it's nicely on the wall. (laughs) But again, I was barely paying attention while I was doing the tweet long. I've now got this
1: comedy image of (laughs) Natasha getting into the bathroom cabinet and the (laughs) cabinet falling down the stairs.
0: I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, we know why Tom's extra twitchy about something perhaps happening to the baby. Yes, of course. But it was a bit alarmist, wasn't it? I mean, it's probably the size of a baked bean or Two baked beans.
1: She basically walked into the handrail, didn't she? Did I miss? No, it was a
0: hall. Oh, what did they call it? Hall stand. She tripped over some tools and the hall stand grazed her. Okay, what is a hall stand? I believe it to be clean answers only. Yeah. I bought a whole tree, and I think it might be similar, not that long ago, which is, you know, it's like a sort of, mine is a metal framey thing. It's rather nice, white. Oh,
1: I have exactly one of those. I have one right behind me, Ah. making my little uh, soundproof
0: fort. Ah, And you put... Um, you hang your coats on it and put your shoes on the bottom shelfy bits and that kind of thing. I believe it to be that.
1: That's what I imagined when I said hat stand. I meant that. So that's what she wanted. Mm. Anyway, it was all fine. But I, I didn't real. I mean, I'm not a medical man. I haven't had children. I didn't real, realize that nine weeks the baby is protected by Elvis. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what happens to all of us, Matthew. Even you were protected by Elvis.
1: A lot of Welsh people do try to claim some kind of connection with Elvis, don't they? Because they say, really, it should be Elvis Priscelli. So I don't know if that's... (laughs) I'm sure I haven't made that up. I'm sure I've had... (laughs) Perfwelly.
0: Was Shaking Stevens Welsh? Or is he West Country? No, I think he's Welsh. You see? That's the Welsh Elvis. I used to like him. God knows why. Oh, and then they had the scan, didn't they? brought home the news pat was very frantically worrying trying to ring the phone that had been switched off tony was calming her down
1: well tony was just trying to whip up loads of hate about hazel going like she's mental in the head isn't she pat (laughs) and pat was just like tony um i just can't do this right now
0: (laughs) yeah i don't have the bandwidth or something she said didn't she um, yeah. And then they ca- came and said, um, oh, yeah, because Tony twigged. It was twins. And Pat didn't because they said both of them are fine. And she was like, I was really worried about you, Natasha. Was like, No, not Natasha. <laughs> there are two. Beans. Yes.
1: One of the first times Tony was quicker off the mark than Pat, wasn't it? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. And then they showed the scan, and I was thinking, you know, it's going to be a sausage. Yes. And a credit card or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it was like, oh, what will they call twins?
1: I reckon um, Rob and Phil.
0: (laughs) I thought um, Shenton and Cooler, possibly. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah. Or and frilly. I know, it's just, what is it with the twins in this place?
1: Yeah, they'd have to mash, they'd have to do a little mash-up of the other ones, yeah. <laughs> Shenton's good, though. Yeah, Shent- it's quite nice, Sh- isn't it? Kenton Shuler, that was in a Britpop band,
0: wasn't it? <laughs> is that Cooler Shaker? That's it, yeah. Wasn't he someone famous? Haley Mills' son, son That's wasn't it? it, yeah. One hit wonders, weren't they? So
1: I think I saw them live at Ashton Court Festival in Bristol. I so think free, I saw. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> so, sometimes you have to be told you've been at a party or a festival, don't you? So,
0: well, hey, well, yeah, very pertinent. So, mm. that all nicely
1: rounded off the fact that. Pat and Tony had been quite foul, and now it all seems that they're going to be... Well, Tom's still trying to get out, isn't it? He went cap in hand to Hazel at the end, but there is a... I mean, we'll come come back round to Hazel, but there is a mystery
0: tenant. There is a mystery tenant. I mean, Tom went nuts, didn't he? It was really odd, because, I mean, it's not ideal, really, is it? The flat above the shop with the treacherous stairs. (laughs) (laughs) You're obsessed, aren't you? I am. Something please happen with those... (laughs) Bastard stairs.
1: <laughs> I reckon Jim's there with a lever and it turns into a slide. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, with twins, especially if there's ever, you know, if they're still in the flat with a buggy, the double buggy that he's showing, waving around in front of Peggy's face.
1: Yeah, he's not thought this through, has he?
0: No, not really. It was just like a hot headed reaction to like, we needn't have been evicted. So I'm going to go and shout at you.
1: Yeah, he went, went storming out and Peggy's like, what about the prosecco?" oh yeah. dear and i thought the next thing you'd hear would be like Boop. <laughs> uh,
0: who do you think the mystery tenant is there's a few possibles isn't there flying around
1: stella's been looking for a place in ambridge isn't she? yeah yeah
0: i think people think it could be rob oof yeah yeah that mm. did cross my
1: mind well it ain't mike He's off back to Birmingham to eat a lot of salad.
0: Yeah. He just eats um olive oil spread nowadays, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> sort of by the <laughs> by the spoonful. Before you say anything,
1: this is olive oil spread. I've had 17 of these today, so my cholesterol <laughs> should be right down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe Blake has got housing benefit and he's moving in or something.
1: Oh, we'd wish, but the actor took that, didn't he? That, I think that was a big loss getting rid of him. But... Same.
0: Any other homeless people? Or people looking to leave their partners, or Gavin
1: gets off early for good behaviour.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Josh wouldn't bother, would he? No. No. It's going to be someone we know, I reckon.
1: All you want to know is who's going to be
0: falling down the stairs, <laughs> Kerry,
1: let's face it.
0: I mean, there's still time for Hazel to fall, isn't there? <laughs> Unless she's departed already.
1: I reckon she's a goner. I think that was her signing off tonight. Not a word wasted from Hazel this week, though. Oh, Everything tremendous. she said was dynamite,
0: wasn't it? Yeah. Did Hazel describe Ambridge accurately? Yeah. <laughs> She,
1: well, I tell you what, she certainly described the Bridge Farm birthday party, right? When she said, I don't want to come to your poxy party anyway. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was good. What she, she was like, you've, you've all decided I'm some evil tyrant. You seem to think Ambridge is yours and yours alone. Yes, they do. Makes no difference whose name is on the deed. She's very obsessed with deeds. I don't need to be with people who are so petty and mean-spirited. The same goes for everyone else in this foul, nasty village.
1: Yep. And Peggy was there, I don't recognise this description. <laughs> I was thinking that oh. <laughs> You've done loads of diabolical things in the past. You know, just ask Tony. There was that nice bit where she said to Tony, you probably wish I'd never
0: moved here. And Peggy, like, Peggy was like, that's not true. And she went, what about you, Tony? And went, well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. And of course, Peggy doesn't recognise that as a description of Ambridge. All the people that are awful are her bloody relatives. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: She came with an open heart and started evicting people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's been amazing. There was another bit she said as well, wasn't there? Uh, oh, no, I love loved this thing about nostalgia being dangerous. It makes you forget what a parochial, self-satisfied, two-bit place Ambridge really is.
1: Yeah, and it, as she's delivering all these little bombs, you've just got Peggy going, oh dear, oh no. <laughs> it's just yeah. We just sat here, I was kind of sitting along this going, yep, yep, yep.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then it was kind of juxtaposed with Phoebe chatting with Mike, wasn't it? Where she was kind of saying how Ambridge has this pull on you and do you miss it? And he was like, pull, 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 pork. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was all very kind of romanticized at that moment, wasn't it? How it's a very special place to him and to Phoebe and you know. So that was very opposite to hazel's experience
1: yeah i think i was shouting rent the flat at the radio <laughs> at that point but they were having that little walk around the the rewilding site weren't they and it was quite touching he said he thought he'd live there he'd stay there with betty and live there for the rest of his days yes yeah. Yeah, so that was quite sad that was quite touching but i'm happy to know that um the whole thing with vicky isn't isn't over because that was yeah. a little bit of suspicion but that didn't really make sense because they they'd been in ambridge for the Christmas break hadn't they so. yeah
0: it was good when Phoebe reminded us that um, oh you saw them they were so besotted oh thank God for that
1: yeah this is when somehow Susan had got it into her head that Mike was running a
0: marathon <laughs> oh.
1: That that happened off mic, didn't it? I don't have any memory of Yeah. Mike telling Susan he was doing couch to 5k or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, Susan got the wrong end of that stick and then told everyone about it. Yeah, that was that was funny, wasn't it? The marathon thing. Obviously a deep fried marathon everyone was saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, maybe he was told Eddie and Neil over curry and they got it skew if came back and told uh, <laughs> told Susan and then, you know, it was like a game of telephone. She ended up saying, oh, yeah, he's going to run the London Marathon.
0: <laughs> Dressed as a sausage roll. <laughs> I really wanted to go to Hollerton Balty House. Do you know, I was talking to my friend yesterday about the fact that we're planning to go out for dinner in February together and we were saying we haven't been out to an Indian to eat. We always have them, you know, delivered and wouldn't it be great to go to an Indian restaurant and have a curry? Haven't done it for years. That There's something lovely, isn't there, about the thick white tablecloths, those sizzling silver dishes, the music the red velvet flock wallpaper, do they even have that? It's more modern nowadays. isn't
1: <laughs> Well, the, <laughs> I mean, the one that we always used to go to in Bristol was called the Sheesh Mahal, mm. which is on the junction of Cheltenham Road and Zetland Road in Bristol, if anyone knows Bristol. And that was real old school. Like you walked in, and there was the reception area where you sat by the bar on little tables, and you look, you read the menu before you go up, and then you go into these little booths. Lovely. That has been an institution for years. I think since the seventies. And the last summer that I was home, which must have been two thousand and nineteen, we walked up there, and it had closed permanently. <gasps> and it was just this. It was like a, a. Well, Peter loves a vacuum, as he said last week. <laughs> um, don't mention the (laughs) v-word don't mention the v-word yeah yeah peter's Um, (laughs) anti-vax no it was just staring at this into the abyss like why is the shish mahal not open
0: it's awful when things like that happen isn't it
1: i know shish mahal by the way uh translates as crystal palace
0: doesn't it does brighten a playing palace in 25 minutes i know (sighs) gosh
1: but anyway so there's there is a far more modern place called O mm-hmm. calcutta which has just opened up the road which is really really good mm. but it's like walking into a school classroom for my table oh right like I, I liked being in the booth because people get obviously a lot of people go very late at night to curry houses after they've been in the pub <laughs> and they rather forget that when they're in a booth that the the person in the next booth can hear absolutely everything that they're <laughs> yeah,
0: saying. out of sight out of um, mind they just think- we, <laughs> yeah
1: we me and my friend andy and stuff we've heard some absolute gems <laughs> in the shish mahal like two blokes talking like discussing their love life and stuff like that it's very very good
0: and then they emerge and they're people you know
1: there was one wonderful incident once with a freshers week uh, newly arrived Bristol University students and there was the alpha male at the table and we could just hear him saying, look, I know you say this is the hottest curry on the menu. Could you make it hotter for me, please? And there's a couple of people at the table going, are you sure? Are you absolutely sure? It's like, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And we were just like, oh, what a dick. Yeah. And then about 20 <laughs> minutes later or about 30 minutes later, we were just busy in conversation and we suddenly heard this deathly rattling, <laughs> <laughs> coming from the other side of the boot (laughs) and this girl said to him what song is it too hot and he was like no it's too much garlic oh as (laughs) if get a mango lassie mate accept your (laughs) mistake and move on but Mm. r.i.p shish mahal bristol institution
0: well i think we're going to the hove tandoori anyway in february uh my favorite one ever is the karachi social club in bradford which is none of those things that I've just described, really. It's more like the four me- four mica tables that you did you were talking about but old school there's no cutlery it's amazing
1: well you just stick your face into the bowl and start you eat it with chapatis oh okay okay
0: which is what i do anyway if i get a takeaway i don't have cutlery and i don't eat the rice i have used the chapati to scoop up the meaty bits anyway this is nothing to do (laughs) no it isn't basically (laughs) we've turned into
1: mike we
0: have no but i bet they would can you imagine going to the um hollerton balty what's it with eddie mike and neil neil
1: again Amazing. Like i, I tweeted on sunday during the omnibus that them going to the feathers would be a banger but then going to a balty house with
0: them yeah and he hadn't been for 10 years i hope he still went he did didn't he? he stormed out and went to that when he had a row with roy i think he did go didn't he yeah good
1: Maybe he just had like the, the salad, but I don't think so.
0: <laughs> just that bag of onions <laughs> that nobody <laughs> eats. Pip and Josh were embroiled in the poor Mike doing a marathon thingy bungalow situation, weren't they?
1: Yeah, well he had to bear witness to yet another entitled Brat Off between yep. the two of them. The thing about Josh is he's so Self-assured. And I don't understand where that comes from, you know, that, that he was sure that mum and like uh, David and Ruth were going to nearly called the mum and dad then. Oh. <laughs> David and Ruth were going to fork out for this survey and he was like, ah, you know, and the bungalows a foregone conclusion. Mm. Really starts to grate with me after a while.
0: Yeah, he's hard to like, but he's way, way easier to like than Pitt. For me, anyway. And part of me actually quite admires that he comes up with these notions and ideas. He's quite creative, isn't he, about how to forge ahead with various bits and bobs. Obviously, much of it is, you know, (laughs) self-obsessed, but I don't know, it sounded like a reasonable proposition. Ruth and David turned it down. Yeah, it was all about
1: tree planting and then getting payments for reducing carbon emissions, is it?
0: Well done.
1: I know that because a lot of people were doing that around where my my dad is living. So if you you can prove that you're actually making use of the land to produce new trees, you do get some kind of either a subsidy or a payment, I think.
0: Oh, that was it because the geophys archaeology called archaeologist called Terry. Yes, Terry. uh, Dactyl. <laughs> Was it he? Because um, they're from olden times, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> that's delaying the application for the grant, isn't it?
1: Yeah, he wants to. And presumably, that's all going to get held up when Leonard's time capsule fucks the machine
0: up. <laughs> yes. Oh God, I can't even remember what they put in that. Can you? It was some really god awful things. Didn't it? he put in a photo
1: of the some weird thing? He took a photo of the nurse on his phone that gave him <laughs> his vaccination or something. Oh,
0: yeah. or, did that? It's happen? probably just a really sort of zoomed in picture of her tits <laughs> or something as she bent over. <laughs> as I'm saying that, I'm thinking I'm not sure that
1: happened, but I think he,
0: I think he he it like, did. It did. There was a vaccination thing.
1: Well, that's it. That's why I thought it was pre-vaccination. But anyway, maybe that did happen.
0: Wasn't there also a picture of... Him and Jill
1: getting it on in the caravan?
0: (laughs) No, what's his face? Dressed as a daffodil.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, because they dug that up, Justin.
0: (laughs) It was a very unhappy time. Such a normal programme,
1: this, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, there was the daffodil picture, but then they dug that up and got it back uh, they exhumed the uh, <laughs> the time capsule lillian oh, and justin and david caught them red-handed. how could i
0: forget yes true true yeah but mike really shouted at them didn't he? he went enough you are young and healthy and you shouldn't be bickering and life is too short and blah 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 and it calmed them right down didn't it i it quite enjoyed that
1: yeah because th- at one point pip thought he was taking her side didn't she oh yeah he interjected a little bit earlier and she was like yeah mike and he was actually just getting sick to the back teeth of both of them oh
0: that was it yeah she said and oh, what about mike how do you think he feels about this <laughs> having painted the entire house the wrong color
1: that bit where he said you know are you gonna bicker into your 40s your 50s your 60s and i was like yeah Probably they are. And we'll be sat yeah, here listening to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. There won't be any bloody programme without that going on, will there? It will, You know, they did make up and they Pip even said she quite liked the muted flint.
1: Yeah, she referred to him as the business brain of Borsetshire. I <laughs> thought oh, no, that wouldn't go too far.
0: No, but we were all laughing at that.
1: Didn't he like rent a load of farm equipment that was used in ram raids and then he pissed off to Bali while that was all happening? Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's quite exciting, really, isn't he? Well,
1: you know, in terms of he's not Ben, that's for sure.
0: Oh, and speaking of business and work and what have you, Alice, on Sunday, I found it hilarious that she was like, I just don't know what to do with myself. You know, I've got so much time. I don't want to stare at walls all day thinking what a failure I am. I want to work whilst thinking what a failure I am and not not look after Martha. Much. Well, does she ever have Martha?
1: It doesn't feel like she does. I guess we just don't get to hear those moments, do we?
0: No, she has got an, an enormous amount of time on her hands. And I think she should be spending time with Martha, even if it's with another person around, because obviously these are quite important bonding times, aren't they?
1: Yeah. I mean, Brian was very reluctant for her to do anything connected to Home Farm again, but he did go some way to setting up this meet with Stella. Yeah. And they it was quite painful, wasn't it? Stella was really there just saying, yes, and I know all of that. I know it's not about your problems. We just don't have anything. Mm. And Alice had that little outburst where she was like, oh, just, just something just to make me feel worth it or i can't Mm. remember what she used now worth it is the shampoo isn't it (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) because you're worth
1: it yeah but in the end you know and just to help her self-esteem stella was like well i'll give you some unpaid work (laughs) she was like two mornings
0: a week unpaid what will it be, I wonder? What's happened to that family? You've got Adam <laughs>
1: bloody fruit picking and putting on a hairnet <laughs> in the yoghurt factory. And then you've got Alice is going is to like poo pick for zero pounds around home farm.
0: She could do some voluntary work elsewhere, couldn't she? That's slightly more worthy, perhaps. That would be good. Still think she should end up at the stables somehow.
1: I think that's written in the stars, don't yeah. you? Yeah,
0: but I could see Stella's point. Because it was like, well, we've got no money to hire anyone. There isn't actually any work to be done. And why should we just give family members work willy-nilly just because they fancy it? It's not really a good look for the business, I don't think. So she did have a point, I thought. Fair enough. And Brian backed down and said, you know, I shouldn't really have asked. It was an impossible thing to put forward. A lot of people on Twitter were was, was slating Brian and saying, oh, emotionally black emotionally blackmailing Stella into giving Alice a job. And I i know I'm biased and everything, but I honestly didn't think he was. I just thought he was a bit desperate and thinking, God, you know, I need to help her if I can.
1: I think he was just thinking aloud and that just came out anyway. And Stella had that change of heart. I mean, there was that, was that quite touching moment where he said, like, he, it was a real battle for him to forgive uh, Alice himself, you know, so he can understand yeah. a lot of people yeah have forgiven her and yeah that, that was when uh, Stella started to have a change of heart what do we think about Ed his reaction to Alice being on the farm uh, right to clear that up ASAP
0: I think so yeah I think it's always good to be as transparent as you can and if Stella doesn't know about that event happening on her patch, as it were, in the workplace. I I think that was fair enough of him to do that, really.
1: Yeah, it's damage limitation, isn't it? I'd forgotten about what a big deal that was Mm. at the time. And there was that moment where, you know, there's that whole thing about dumping wheat in the wrong place, wasn't there? Yes. That that had gone into the back of my mind, I'd forgotten. Yeah, because he
0: got fired and rehired by Brian because of that error yeah
1: but there was that moment where ed said you know and emma's forgiven her and i was like i won't be so sure about that mate (laughs) she (laughs) might she might have told you she's forgiven her but i doubt she has
0: yeah and i think alice is a very unpredictable person so due to that fact alone it's it's wise to say look this actually happened it's not that long ago really is it and if she is unpredictable what the hell else could happen so, yeah, I, I think that's fine. And actually, Alice didn't kick off about the fact that he'd said that, did she?
1: No, but the, the next time we heard her, it was her saying to Brian, well, it wasn't much of a job anyway. <laughs> she basically got yeah. sacked.
0: <laughs> you can stuff your epoxy job in this village. <laughs> I think
1: she lasted about as long as I did into my telesales job in 1992 during oh. <laughs> the summer holidays, which is like literally walked in, looked around and said, nope. <laughs> and just walked. Oh, back. did you? Wow. Well, no, I think I did about half a morning at this one place. I, w- I wasn't made for it, really. I mean, I rang, I rang someone, and one of the, one of the first things they said was, oh, "I'm in the middle of breakfast." And I just the, the guy who said tried to be chatting. I was like, "What are you having?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did not go down well at all.
0: Or like, yeah, don't blame you not wanting to speak to me. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, Ed was, he was, he was fine. It is self-preservation. And I think Stella believed him. That was good to hear. He did say something like, um, well, you know, you see blokes getting accused of all sorts nowadays, don't you? you didn't need to yeah that, that was that, a
1: bit really? clunky wasn't it but in terms of him putting his own side of it yeah i think that's fair i thought he was i don't want to be unfair to ed i thought he was almost wandering into not all men territory at that point yeah yeah watch that retreat yes. retreat but in terms of <laughs> him worrying about that happening again in the future i could totally see mm. where he was coming from I know we said Hazel, she was dynamite this episode. I did not like what she had to say about Jim. Poor old Jim. (laughs) Making, I mean, he would basically told her point blank, I'm not carrying your shopping up the stairs. Mm -hmm. And then she had to point out to him that there was nobody in the shop. And then he lugged it up there for her and then threw shade at her, as I understand. He did, yeah. Threw shade at our homegirl, Hazel.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can imagine the scene, can't you? Because she was saying, you know, i told him it would only take two minutes. And you can imagine her really hoitily demanding that it happen. A twat. <laughs> uh, who we quite like. But yeah, it was a shame that he actually did do that in the end. Oh, what about Hazel's gift voucher to Pat? <laughs> that was good. That was genius. As if you need to be taught anything about cheese. <laughs> That was proper trolling, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and there
1: was that moment later where they were at Peggy's, and she went, well, "You might find that you even like them more than your own cheese." And Tony went, "Oh, well, we might find that ours is far superior." And she went, "Oh, well, anything's possible." Basically, meaning like <laughs> I've tried your cheese from the village shop, yeah.
0: and it sucks.
1: <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> no, I'd be—I mean, I'd just eat all the cheese and not attend the the uh, tasting. Yeah, exactly. You just say you went, or you had an internet problem.
0: Yes uh oh, she she will be missed i think yeah but although like you said before we started recording her voice is quite grating at times isn't it it's very grating
1: as you've said before she it's uh it's a little bit well you find it thatcher-esque don't you
0: yeah that's never a good thing there was
1: some debate today as to whether liz truss is having voice coaching much like mt did back in the day because they played two back-to-back clips of her from about two years ago and today and she she sounded very much like this but then the guy afterwards was like that might just be the audio, a problem with the audio that's making her sound like that. But yeah, she does seem <laughs> to be going to a lower register. So it be interesting oh, to see that's... If, that, if that's part of her master plan.
0: Yeah, because Elizabeth Holmes did that as well. You know, um, have you heard the Dropout podcast no, you, about the woman? You were telling me
1: that you've been listening yeah. to it and I saw the... the the trial ended, didn't it? Or at least they came to the mm. sentencing. This completely passed me by all of this. I'm going to have to get into it because I don't really know know the story behind it.
0: Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it's quite a chunk of podcast to listen to, but well worth it if you can be asked about her just fooling everyone into giving her millions and millions of dollars. Is it like a Ponzi scheme? No, she said she'd invented this device that would, instead of if you had to have blood tests instead of having vials and vials of blood taken from you, which I don't mind, actually, it's fine, but some people don't like that. It was a machine that would take a pinprick or two of your blood and do like, I'm pretty sure at one point she said up to a thousand different tests. It was insane. But actually they had no such device. It couldn't do that at all. They were sending off any tests that they did do to a third party company. Um, But she changed her voice to a very much deeper voice and started wearing sort of black Turtleneck jumpers and trying to be all cool. It was a shame because obviously, woman, she was going to be the youngest multi-billionaire in in America. But unfortunately, by nefarious means, although she has not been sentenced yet. Anyway, it's fascinating. fascinating so the case. machine
1: itself or the technology didn't exist. No, it didn't. Okay,
0: and she knew it didn't at points where she was saying that it had been used in the military, and you know, people actually believed her. And obviously, to do with a health device, there was people relying on that for results for all manner of different illnesses. Yes, yeah, it's, it's horrendous, really.
1: Wow, that's really bad. I mean, as a concept, that sounds like something that you'd get stuck to, a, someone you get stuck chatting to in a chill-out room in the early 90s at a club. <laughs> yeah, I've invented this machine, right? And it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you wouldn't expect it to go that far.
0: Wow. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's opened up a really interesting debate about... You know, Silicon Valley and tech innovations that. You know, there are points along the process where you haven't actually got the thing. You've just got the ideas. And but the thing about her was she lied about having the device. You know, you can sell an idea and if someone's willing to give money for that, if you haven't pretended you've got the thing, that's fine. But yeah.
1: Yeah, this is where intellectual property law comes in as well, doesn't it?
0: And the people most likely to follow her route in the in the archers are probably Josh, spinning loads of bullshit. Yeah, eggs
1: that give people the shits. That's <laughs> (laughs) That's his Elizabeth Holmes moment, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Or maybe Tom and or Natasha with their sort of business schemes that are a bit harebrained. Yeah, Natasha's on her
1: 700th credit card. So yeah, I could see that as well. Well, we don't con anyone. We don't, never knowingly. What we do ask occasionally is that you share our podcast, leave us a nice review on iTunes, a little five-star one. Really helps if you say something nice about the pod as well, because that... uh, it's nice to get a five-star review, but it's nice to have some some lovely words attached to it. So if you find the time to do that. If people want to find us on Twitter, where do they find us, Kerry?
0: At the Cider Shed Pod on Twitter. And there have been some fresh reviews coming through. So thank you so much, whoever you are, because it, it's always a bit cryptic as to who the people are who've left them. But our call to arms is bearing fruit and can we have some more fruit please <laughs>
1: <laughs> much like mike yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all the fruit we have an instagram that's the same as twitter uh, at the cider shed pod we have a facebook group which is the cider shed podcast and the email is hello at the cider shed.com. any suggestions any ideas any thoughts or questions you've got for the podcast you can get us there or across any of the you can dm slide into any of those uh, apps and let us know kerry mm. you're going to watch brighton now right
0: i am yeah hopefully we can stuff crystal palace it starts in 10 minutes that's really good timing isn't it
1: are you playing at palace
0: I don't think we are.
1: I've certainly got stuffed at the Sheesh Mahal in the past. <laughs> so oh, hey. I'm almost terrified to look at the state of my fantasy football team because I've just neglected it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there's just so many people injured now, isn't it? They're saying the North London derby might not happen.
0: Oh, really? On Sunday?
1: Yeah, that's a bummer, isn't it? It is a
0: bummer. I think we can do them. Yeah, Arsenal scraped a draw at Liverpool last night on, with 10 men. That was a strange game.
1: Yes, yeah, so I messaged you when Xhaka put that world-class challenge in, didn't I? <laughs>
0: Look, a boot to the chest is fine.
1: Well, in the olden days, that's fine. Yeah, you just carry on. I mean, in Copa Libertadores, which is the South American equivalent of the Champions League, I mean, mm. it's basically gladiator oh (laughs) they're just maiming each other in that thing that would have been an absolutely fine challenge in that
0: (laughs) it wasn't the contact wasn't bad actually and he was looking up in the sky at something
1: it was one of those things where just i know there were multiple slow motion replays but when i watched it in real time it felt like slow motion because i was like i can see exactly (laughs) what he's about to do here yes i was like oh yeah
0: oh speaking of high kicks Lee was mentioned but never appeared, did he? Our lovely Lee.
1: We were robbed of Lee and Jim this week. We
0: were. That was a shame, wasn't
1: it? He was coming over with the boys, wasn't he?
0: Yes. And yeah.
1: Tom was very stressed that he had to get the tools out of the way before Lee arrived, probably because Lee would probably start trying to build things in the house. <laughs> fucking it right up (laughs) oh yeah he was shit wasn't he i forgot about that i didn't know it was your birthday pat i'm just gonna paint a massive (laughs) arachnid on the ceiling
0: (laughs) oh yeah come on brighton then
1: yeah yeah good luck brighton i um, i'll have a little listen in on the radio while i'm pottering around in the kitchen and Mm. I will I will speak to you next week.
0: Yeah yeah see you next week everybody. I hope Peter's had a lovely time tonight.
1: Yeah yeah we'll have have to get his feedback on Highlander the musical next week.
0: He can sing us a few numbers maybe.
1: Yeah which means I'm going to have to write those during the week and then force him to sing them. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. (laughs) See everyone. Bye. Bye. And our...